Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. scriptures here in a couple different chapters. Uh, if you have your Bibles and want to turn with us, let me find out where I want to go here. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I want to start there in, in verse 13, the second part of that verse. And I, as I uh, read the words to try to study it, I... Uh, when there's a, there's a the division between two verses, I call one A and one B, and sometimes you'll get down to where there's three kind of three different separate separate sayings or prefixes, and then I might call it C. But anyways, I want to go here to 13 to start there in the middle, and it says this: Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Amen. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Pay close attention to that. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of the harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body for two saith he shall be one flesh but he that is joined into the Lord is one spirit flee fornication every sin that a man doeth is without the body now listen to this but he that committeth a fornication sinneth against his own body what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Think about that. For ye have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Then I want to go over here to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians 6. Starting with the 14th verse. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? Now note this. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. 
and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Dropping down to verse seven, or chapter seven, verse one, which really should have been in verse in chapter six. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Our dear heavenly Father, we're so thankful, God, once again for this opportunity of being in the house of God. We're thankful, Lord, for the spirit and the love that we felt in this service today, God. And we appreciate it, Lord, so much. Now we pray, Lord, that you'll help us, God, for just a few minutes, Lord, as we look into your word, the book of life, Lord, for the guidance and direction, Lord, that you have for us in our own personal lives today. And we realize, God, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. We can't preach. We can't even bring forth the thoughts, God, that you would have us to bring. So we ask for your help and your anointing today. In the name of Jesus Christ, thy blessed Son, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you remember last week when we preached, well, not last week, it was week before last, it wasn't here. Last week. But we preached on being a living sacrifice unto God. And we preached about having our minds renewed in the Spirit of God. Where we give our minds uh, uh, to Christ and, and uh, the Holy Spirit would take control of our minds and our thoughts and our desires is what we preached on uh, last week. And uh, today I'd like to take a look at something else here. Uh, about our bodies, about this physical bodies that we have. That they are the temple of God. Amen? And they're not even ours. In reality, our physical bodies are not even ours. They're God's. Amen? Is what the scripture said this morning as we read these. Amen? We, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Man. And I thought about Daniel over there. And Daniel said he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Huh? And not defile his body and his heart and his mind and his soul in the kingdom of Babylon where the heathen, all the heathen culture was. Amen. I thought about that. That's a good motive. And that we would we would we would make up our minds that we're not going to defile ourselves huh, in this culture that we're living in huh, and the sin that's all around us. Amen. It's very important. Praise God. Said here, let me, let me back up, get over here in the right chapter. Said 15. Says, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Amen. Shall then I... Uh, Shall then take I members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. Let me go ahead and read the uh, uh, 16th verse because this all ties together. And what 
Know ye not that he which is joined into a harlot is one body? Uh, for two, he said, he said he shall be one flesh. <clears throat> so what Paul was going on here and what was happening, it says, are our bodies members of Christ? How is that? Because he has taken our nature upon himself. And, and, and as believers in him, we are members of Christ. We are members of his body, his flesh, and of his bones. Paul was making his point to the Corinthians because they were involved deeply in sexual immorality. Because of the culture they lived in. Corinth, uh, Corinth, Corinth, the city, was a very rich city and wealthy in commerce and, and was the crossroads of shipping and ports in that area. They had all types of people uh, that came to that city because of the, uh, because for business purposes. Sailors, businessmen, merchants from all over Asia and Italy came to Corinth. And, and uh, they were there for business and for pleasure. And the pleasure was sexual. Prostitutes and wild women ran the streets of the city. There was also a temple there built for the Greek goddess of love and beauty. So that the converts had strong desires of sexual passion of the old lifestyle. And Paul was telling them that you no longer are part of the old lifestyle of that your members were once involved in. You have a new body now since you became a believer and you are members of Christ's body now. So how can you join yourself uh, to a prostitute his, who is unclean uh, when you are joined with Christ who is clean? Amen. Let me tell you something this morning. Paul went to this city and preached the gospel to these Corinthians. And, and like I said many times, uh, the, the Holy Spirit was so powerful upon Paul, he had an influence upon the people. The people never heard messages like Paul preached. Huh? And they knew uh, uh, in their conscience and in their life and in their culture, what they were doing or wrong. I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit has not changed. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It convicts men of their sins and their lifestyle. That's how it works, my friend. That's what takes place. My dad got under conviction, huh? Under strong conviction. He quit smoking, quit drinking, quit cussing. Quit lying. Quit going to bars, huh? For a whole month, huh? Before he ever give his life to Jesus Christ, huh? The Holy Spirit was moving, huh? Upon these 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 Corinthians, huh? God was moving, and they got converted, and they believed, huh? They believed in 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 Christ, huh? And something changed in their hearts and changed in their lives, huh? I'm thankful God to God this morning. Listen to me, huh? That 
this thing has not changed. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Huh? It's by faith, by believing in Jesus Christ, huh? and hearing the Word of God, that man is converted and changed into a new creature Amen. in Christ Jesus. Huh? I tell you, listen, their culture over there, huh? Yeah, I tell you, my friend, I tell you, it was probably worse than Vegas is today, huh? You know, old Sin City out there in Nevada, huh? That's what they call it, huh? People go out there and gamble and, and indulge in all kinds of sinful pleasures, huh? And in sin, huh? Remember what they're all saying, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. I want to tell you something. Corinth was a city that was full of sexual immorality. Huh? It was, it was, it was a bad place to be in. Huh? I tell you, we'll go on down here and look. As we go on into the scripture, Paul was telling them, huh? Something's changed in you. Something's changed in your heart. Huh? You know it. You feel it. My friend, you know that that's God. You've been changed, huh? I tell you, your lifestyle's changed now, huh? I know that there's a carnal man that pulls you back, huh? And wants you to, to please your flesh and please your desires, huh? But listen, huh? There's a God in heaven that's dwelling in you now, huh? You're the temple of God, huh? Listen, you're in this culture, my friend, and there's an influence, huh? On your mind and on your heart. But I want to tell you, there's a God, listen to me, church, that is inside of you that can keep you pure and keep you holy. Huh? In this day and age in which we're living. I want to tell you something. The churches have thrown a lot of this out. But I want to tell you something. There's a straight way and a narrow way. And I tell you, the end of it's heaven. And God will help us to walk on it. Praise God. Amen. He was telling them to, he was warning them there, my friend, stay away from it. Huh? Praise God. Let me get back down in here where I was at. Huh? Uh, he said, here, but I want to tell you, but ye that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. That's what Paul wanted to see. Listen. Huh? God, the heavenly Father, Christ Jesus, that died on the cross, huh? That went through all the agony of Gethsemane, huh? And took all the stripes and took the nails for you and I, huh? His spirit now dwells in you. Huh? Amen. We're one with Christ now. Praise God. And he said here, huh? Flee fornication. Huh? He said, flee fornication for every sin, every sin a man has does that doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Huh? Praise God, huh? Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me. These desires of these flesh. Huh? I want to tell you something. I I don't know for sure. But the temptation was strong. Huh? The temptation that they had, huh? Sexual temptations. And even if even if it wasn't sexual, just the drinking 
and being involved in that lifestyle again, there was a temptation to go back, huh? To go in, go back into the old lifestyle and do those things, huh? I want to tell you, Paul. Paul said there, huh? Flee fornication. I want to tell you something this morning, huh? Joseph was an example of a godly man, huh? Potiphar. Potiphar's wife, you know the story, we preached on it, huh? She enticed him every day, every opportunity that she had to entice him to have intercourse with her, huh? She done all that she could, huh? To get him to lie with her, huh? Then one day, huh? One day it happened, huh? All the men that he worked with and that was, was around in the palace were gone. Just him and her. Huh? She come up to him, huh? And, and, and impressed herself. She, I tell you, she was all done up. The best she could get. The best she could look. The best she could smell, huh? This was the day. This was the, this was the time to seduce Joseph. Huh? She came up, got right next to him. I don't know. And this is my paraphrasing. I just, I said this when I preached this. That she got right up close to him and touched him. Huh? It was flesh to flesh. What Joseph do? <laughs> he fled it. He run from it, huh? Why is that? Because he didn't want to defile himself, huh? He was a man of God, huh? And the sin was wrong. And he didn't want to let down his Lord God. Huh? The God that saved him. Huh? He was God's man, listen to me. If he would have sinned and lied with her, his life would have been in ruin. He would have never been, the, listen to me, the same Joseph that we know about in the Scriptures today. How can you say that, preacher? i tell you how I can say it. Because it affects men in their decision that when they fornicate against with a woman, something happens. Huh? The scripture said it's a sin with inside themselves. Huh? Joseph fled from it and ran. Huh? He ran from it. And I want to tell you something. Paul was telling these guys here, these Corinthians, men and women, to flee from it. Get away from it. Huh? And why do you tell them that? I'll tell you why he told him. Because he knew what would happen to their relationship with the Lord. Huh? Listen, I want to tell you something. I got a ton of notes in here that I should I should look at. I'm going to just try and pray for me this morning that the Lord will help me to get through these. Huh? Listen. There are sins without the body. There is sins that we see. We see the drinking. We see the smoking. We see the cussing. We see the lying. Huh? We see all kinds of sins outside the body. We notice those. And they are sins that are outside the body which do defile the temple of God if you do these things as Christians. Huh? I want you to remember this. These are Christians. 
I'm not talking about unconverted people. I'm preaching about people that are converted and accepted Jesus Christ. Paul said these things are outside the body. Huh? These sins are. But when a man or a woman commits fornication, that sex outside of marriage, huh? Having a sexual relationship and, and both are unmarried, huh? And even adultery, when a man or a woman has sex with somebody else that's not their husband or not their wife, that's adultery. And that's fornication. Huh? Why is it? Why is this a sin against the body itself? And I want to tell you why it is. Huh? Paul was warning them about this. Paul himself was never involved, never was married. Huh? He was called of God. He was separated for the purpose to preach to the Gentiles and convert the world. Huh? But Paul's seen it. Huh? He's seen it happen to Christians. He's seen them get involved in fornication and in adultery. And he's seen their, their relationship with the Lord just go right now. I want to tell you something this morning. This is the way it is. God, the God of heaven, created sexual energy. He made that, okay? Listen to me and follow me through for just a minute. He made the sexual intercourse a relationship between a man and a woman that are married in holy matrimony. Huh? And what if the Scripture said, and the two shall be one flesh. Huh? And this, this uh, sexual intercourse, huh? This making of love was God's gift to the married couple. Huh? Listen to me this morning. Huh? It's a precious gift huh? between a man and a wife. Huh? And a husband and a wife. And the reason is that God had given this that their matrimony and their life together would be increased in love and it did wonders. Huh? And they would just be a couple that loved each other. Huh? They would care for each other. I tell you, this was a pleasure that God had given to enjoy together. But what happened? I tell you what happened. Man has perverted his ways. Huh? They perverted God's great gift of sexual intercourse and twisted it and turned it around and ran after it with their own fleshly desires. They twisted and turned it, huh? And they followed after it. I tell you, the God that made it, the God that created it, said if anybody goes against it, huh, listen to me, it's sin, and it's a sin against your own body, and it'll defile you personally. Huh? And it has. Now through the years, we hear stories all the time. I'm talking about the Christian. Now, I'm talking about the Christian. Uh, people that's been born again. I know this is not a popular message. And I understand that. But it needs to be preached. Because uh, the point I'm getting at is that our bodies are the temple of God. I want to tell you something. David. David. You know the story. He had all those wives huh, for his pleasure. 
he had all those concubines for his pleasure. And I know it's hard for us to understand, but back in Bible times, God oversee that. Huh? But he had all that pleasure, all those women that he had. But one day he said, he looked out his window and he looked out and seen Bathsheba taking a bath, bathing herself. What happened? Huh? He covered her. Huh? It wasn't even his wife, huh? And he covered her and wanted her. And you know the story. He brought, it, brought her into the palace, huh? And had sex with her, huh? And laid with her. And she became pregnant, huh? And you know how the story went. But I want to tell you this, and this is the point. David's life was never the same after that. Huh? The Lord forgive me, huh? He prayed about it, huh? And, and uh, Nathan, I believe it was, came to him and told him of his sins. God sent Nathan there. And, and anyway, David prayed through and got right back with the Lord. And I believe that this morning. True repentance, huh? Listen to me. And true, true brokenness, huh? For your sins, huh? And for your, your transgressions. God will forgive you if you've got a sincere heart. And David did. But his life was never the same. Read it and look at it. Huh? Ever since he done that. I want to tell you something, my friend. Listen. Huh? There's preachers. There's deacons. Huh? There's church members. Listen. Has done the same thing. Has committed fornication. Has committed adultery. Huh? What happens? What happens... When a child of God, a Christian, does these things, I'll tell you what it does. It defiles their character. And it, and it puts a mark. Listen to me. Take this in the right way. It puts a mark on God huh? and who He is. Who are we? We are the representatives of Christ. Huh? We're God's people, huh? And if we join with a harlot, huh? Huh? What does the world think of that? Huh? What does the world see? Huh? We're the only light that the world has. We're the only true Christians that the world knows about. And how can we defile and do what the world does and live how the world does and yet still represent Christ? Right. It don't match up. No. Huh? I want to tell you something. Those men that has done this, I guarantee you, their lives and their relationship with the Lord hasn't been the same. Huh? Hasn't been the same. It's there. It's there. God has the grace. And God has the mercy. Huh? And it's not in short supply. Huh? But it does something to those who commit. I want to tell you something this morning. I'll tell you my own personal life. Huh? I try to keep myself from all this. Huh? I've been single since 1998. Huh? That's been a few years. I never been with I I never been with a woman. Never done any of those things that I wasn't supposed to do. Huh? And it's not. I don't know what, I know how I'm supposed to live and how I'm supposed to con conduct my life. Huh? But I tell you this, if, this is my own opinion, 
if I did commit fornication or adultery, I know in my own heart there would be a work on me. Huh? And my relationship with the Lord huh, would never be what it used to be. You get the power of this this morning. This is what Paul was telling them. Huh? Don't do it because it will damage you spiritually and it will have an impact on the rest of your Christian life. Amen. That's what he was saying. Praise God. Flee it. Flee it whenever it comes. Amen. Because this is a sin against the own body. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Huh? We are not even, listen, I'm just giving you straight biblical doctrine this morning. When we accept Christ as our personal Savior, huh? and I know at the first it's hard to understand all this because we're young Christians and you grow. As you grow and walk with the Lord, the Holy Spirit will guide you and direct you when you're faithful and you're, and you're into His Word and you're, and you're, you're trying to understand His Word Huh? We'll just keep walking and keep walking with God. Huh? But I'll tell you something. It'll help us and it'll guide us and it'll direct us in what he wants us to be. Huh? And I'll tell you that and, and, and we realize as we journey this life with Christ. Huh? And we realize that, that, that we're his people. Huh? And I tell you, and it said here that, that, that we realize here that you are not your own. We're not even our own. We don't even have control. I'm talking about the true Christian this morning. We really don't even have control over our own bodies, huh? And our minds and our hearts. It's really God's, huh? What I tell you, I'm not done. I know I gotta quit. But I want to tell you this, huh? My voice is getting a little bit weak, huh? But let me tell you something this morning. Here's what I've been trying to preach. And I told you it's for me also, huh? Let's give our lives totally to God. Huh? Let's give our hearts, our minds, our spirits to the Lord Jesus Christ. And let Him have control of us. Huh? There will be a living sacrifice. Huh? Why? How come we want to do this? Huh? Because God sought something for you and I to do in this church. <laughs> There's something, I want to tell you something. Something down inside of me tells me that this church, God's working in it. I felt His Spirit. Something's taking place, people. Huh? And I want us, Lord, to, for, to, to get everything huh, out of our lives that would defile us huh? or make us unclean and unholy huh? and live for God and be a vessel Fit for Him, for the Master's use. Huh? And I'll tell you, we'll experience something in this church that we never experienced before. We'll, we'll experience the fullness of God in our lives. Amen? Amen. Huh? God. I'll tell you something, huh? 
Jesus said there in the scripture, he said, how can you get the speck huh, out of your brother's eye huh, when you're going to beam in your own? Huh? Let's get ourselves right. Huh? Let's get us right. Huh? Let's walk with the Lord. Huh? God, come in and help us. Amen. That's what it's all about this morning. We're going somewhere, church. We're going somewhere. I know we are. Amen. We're not our own. But we're God's. Amen. And here is the grand, one of the grandest <clears throat> verses too. <clears throat> For ye are bought <clears throat> with a price. Therefore glorify God in your bodies and in your spirit, which are God's. Huh? We have been bought with a price. The precious redeeming blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. Huh? That's what washed us. Huh? That's what washed away our sins. That's what cleansed us. That's what's made us right with God. Huh? Praise the Lord when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Huh? We've been born again of the Spirit. Huh? Changed in our hearts forever. Huh? We become a child of God and, a, and, and into the family of God. Huh? We're not our own. Huh? We're existing for God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said here, I know i got to stop. Quit. Huh? Find that verse. Here, and he's kind of go with it. Therefore, not being un unequally yoked with unbelievers. Huh? You know what that yoke was? <clears throat> that yoke, I, uh, yesterday I think it was, or one day I was down here and I seen the yoke back here in the Sunday school class. <clears throat> yoke <clears throat> was that piece of wood. There was two pieces of wood. And they come up there was, it was made for two oxen, two bulls. One came up like this, and then there was another one came up like that. And those, those oxen would stick their heads, they would stick their heads in that loop there. And then they had another piece that went down across the bottom, and they fastened it on both ends, one here and one here. And I tell you, those oxen had their head in that, in that yoke. Huh? And they done that, and, they, and the farmer, or whatever, that, that we'll say the farmer, and, he, and they used them for plowing or pulling or whatever they was doing, mostly plowing the fields or doing whatever work they had to do. But those two oxen worked there together. Huh? They were equally yoked together. And they had one purpose, to plow the field and work for the farmer. Huh? Paul says, don't be yoked with unbelievers. Your life has changed now. Huh? You're on a new road. Huh? Listen, God has saved you, huh? And now you're out of the yoke and you're with Christ. Now your old friends are still on the old road, huh? They're still sinning. They're still living for themselves. They're still living in sin and pleasures of this life. But you're out of the yoke and you're in Christ's yoke now. <laughs> huh? Praise God. There's no fellowship. Uh, that's what Paul was saying. What fellowship do you have now? Listen, and I told you this, we as Christians, we respect the people we work with, 
We're friends with the people we work with. Huh? We communicate with the, our, our people we work with. And friends, that's, we should be that way. Huh? But what Paul was saying, don't go in that lifestyle. Don't live how they're living. Huh? You're in a different yoke. You're in a different world now. Huh? And walk with me. Walk with Christ. Huh? I'll tell you. <clears throat> I remember my mom said it so many times. My dad... Before he got saved, <clears throat> he had a lot of friends. He had a lot of people come down to the house and uh, play the, come down to the house, just all kinds of friends. My dad was that way. He was a friendly man. I didn't know him. I wasn't even born or even thought of then. But mom said he had so many friends. They would come down to the, <clears throat> they'd come down to the house and they used to drink beer and play cards up upstairs at, at where mom and dad lived. And uh, just a ton of friends. And then, uh, as I think mom had Pam and Mike, I can't remember. But anyways, mom said, that's it. If you're gonna play cards, get out in the garage. Just take you and all your friends, go out there <clears throat> in the garage. And that's what they did. They went out there and played cards, drank beer, choked, and you know how it is back then, how it was. huh? I tell you, when he got saved, huh? When God changed him, huh? Those friends come down to his house, huh? Some of them didn't realize that he was saved, and he started witnessing to them, and they gone, never came back, gone, gone, gone. There was nothing in common. They had nothing in common anymore. And the old lifestyle they did, they was bonded, old buddy, huh? And drinking and everything. But that was all gone now. Huh? My mom said one day, huh? Because some of those guys were married and had their, their wives come over and they would be with mom. She said, Buddy, where's all our friends? <laughs> where's all of our friends at? That's what it, that's the way it is, huh? They're all gone. And I want to taste something. Mom also said this, as life went on, uh, those guys that were close to my dad and friends with him, when they had trouble in their lives and problems, they knew what kind of man he was, and they would come back and talk to him, have him to pray for them. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about, I'm talking about our bodies are the temple of God. And the Spirit dwells in them. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll read this note here. I thought this was pretty good. I can find it. <clears throat> Amen. I feel like I said I took so many notes. <clears throat> As a slave was bought <clears throat> by his master for a price, the slave was property of his master. The slave <clears throat> is bound to the use of his skills and his diligence for, for all the employment of his master. Basically, he lived for the master's use. 
We as God's people have been bought with the price of the blood of Christ. And you and I are not our own. For we are his property. Amen. We as God's people are to be employed in his body, soul, and spirit. In the service of our Lord. And in the honor and glory to our God. You get that? How true that? That was a good analogy. huh? When the slave was bought, he was the master's and nobody else's. He lived for the master. He lived for the, his owner and done everything that he did was for the master. <laughs> We're selling out. Huh? That's what it is to be really a true Christian. Sold out to God. Huh? Be used for the master's hand. Huh? And for the purpose of the church. I tell you, <clears throat> today, God wants to use each one of us uh, in this church for his purpose for his kingdom huh? to build this church amen and get people in and get them saved <clears throat> next week I'm going to try to preach on the church as a body Lord will help me pray for me amen I <clears throat> come across this I wanted to write this down I wrote this down and read it to you <clears throat> let's see here You, or who are you? Who, I'm, I'm sorry, who you are. You are an heir of God and a co-heir with Christ. That's Romans 8 and 17. You are eternal like an angel. 1 Corinthians 9 and 25. You are a Holy Spirit. Second, or 1 Peter 2 and 5. A treasured possession. Exodus 19 and 5. You are a chosen before the creation of the world. Ephesians 1 and 4. You are destined for praise, fame, and honor. And you will be the holy people of the Lord your God. And that's in Deuteronomy 26 and 19. Amen. Praise God. Let me go right down here. I'm going to read this and I'm going to quit it. He said, therefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, huh? and touch not the unclean thing. Listen to this, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, huh? and ye shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Huh? <clears throat> Two things. Huh? We got to do what the verses said. Touch not the unclean thing and come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. The conditions that you and I have to do. Huh? And then what's the next condition? What will happen? And I will receive you unto myself. I'll be your father and you'll be my sons and my daughters. I'll tell you something, people. There ain't nothing any better than that. There ain't any promises in the Word of God better than that. Huh? That God will be our Father and we'll be His sons and His daughters. His representatives, amen, in this life. Praise God. Hallelujah. I had a lot to say, but I think I need to quit.
I appreciate you this morning. <clears throat> I appreciate the scriptures. <clears throat> I just want to keep moving on for God. I want the church to keep going on for God, and we're going that way. God will use us. Huh? I tell you, I tell you this morning, and it will be an experience that we never experienced before. Amen. I just want the genuine, real stuff. <laughs> Amen. For God's help.